Hey, Lisa, here we are again. I love doing this with you. And I'm particularly excited about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's been stirring in your spirit now for a, over a month. Yes. Well, ever since we had um, our executive leadership meeting and we went off-site back uh, in December. Um, I Listen, just, now, you know what? I just want to do a little shout-out to Craig Groeschel. He said, if you want to do new things, you have to have a new environment. And I love that we got to go off-site and the Holy Spirit dropped some new things to us. You know, Craig Rochelle is such a blessing to the body of Christ, isn't he? Really he really is. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, man, I could name a lot of other people too, but boy, he is a huge one. He's helped me so much with leadership. But, you know, Lise, um, we, we went on this offsite meeting and we didn't realize this was going to happen, but remember how we just, you and I felt, okay, let's pray before we talk about any of the plans for 2018. You and... said you wanted to minister to the Lord. I do. <laughs> Like, okay, what, what, what does it mean that? to minister to the Lord? That What's means, that mean? No, it means John sings hallelujah off key I sang, by and himself, it was and we all listen to him and feel so much shame because he's so pure. But it was anointed. <laughs> I, you don't think so? <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, the presence of God we really didn't know came, where to look. That's when the presence of God okay. really came in. Okay. I, I think it's because God said, okay, he's trying so hard. He's so pathetic, but he's trying. No, I need to cute. come in quick so he can stop singing. It's adorable. But anyway, <laughs> John's bringing back the song, Alleluia. No, no, no. I did, didn't I? Okay, anyway, let's move along. We had um, our top, our, our, our primary top. leaders. Everybody's I don't want to say top. top. Everybody's yeah. top in our organization. But, you know, it was the guys that uh, we've been with for years and years. And we just started praying, and literally, God's presence filled that cabin that we were in. And um, so much so, Lisa, I felt something that I've never felt before. And that was um, anything we asked for was going to be granted. I had such awareness of that. But, and people are thinking, wait, that can't be true. Listen, there is a place where your spirit is so aligned with the Holy Spirit that you're actually not going to ask amiss. There's a presence of God where the fear of the Lord and the goodness of God is merged in that moment where it, it's almost like your heart can just not ask for the wrong thing. It's like that Solomon moment because you didn't ask for the death of your enemies, yeah. because you asked for wisdom and guidance. I'm going to give it all to you. And and that's, I think, what we were all feeling in that moment. And And, you know, I just wanted to sees that moment if somebody's like in their brain doesn't believe that God is a good father that would actually say, just, I'm so pleased with you right now because you're honoring me. Ask, ask and it'll be given. I you know, and, and you, the Bible talks about the spirit of wisdom and wisdom is knowing the right thing to ask at the right time. And I believe that spirit, as you said, was there so that just as Solomon asked for the mm -hmm. right thing, mm -hmm. I felt like we would ask for the right thing. And um, it's the Alleluia it, course. It set us up. Uh, that's right, babe. <laughs> but it got very heavy. That's the only... Not uh, oppressive, but like no, the presence of um, God. The glory yeah. of God is the Hebrew word kabod, which means a weightiness. Wait, so it was a weighty presence in that mm -hmm. room. And I remember I started moving slower, and I started walking with a healthy trembling, and... All of a sudden, God started showing me things in my spirit, and I felt just to speak them out. And I remember I said, this upcoming year, 2018... We're walking these days right now. God is going to cause the road to even get narrower. And immediately what came to my mind was the highway of holiness because I knew the road that I was speaking of was the road of people that are completely consecrated to him in, in their lives. And Isaiah says in the 35th chapter, the eighth verse, a highway shall be there 
and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. And I then said this out of my mouth. I'll never forget this. I said, God says, I'm going to begin to distinguish Mm -hmm. between the ones who are walking in true holiness and the ones who are not. Can I just pause there for a moment? Because there's a lot of people that might be confused about this term holiness. Like, what does that mean? And, you know, holiness is not us trying to be good. It is about us being gods. It is about a separated consecrated life, holy unto the Lord. So holiness is when we we can't even be holy outside of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God empowers us to walk in holiness, and the Word of God gives us that lamp and that light to our pathway. So if you're if you're thinking, wait, wait, is this about works or I can't be holy? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about those that are consecrated to God. It says even if a fool walks on that path, they will not they will not miss the way. Meaning there becomes a place in God that even you're not limited to your experiences, you're not limited to your education, that even a fool can't go amiss because the consecration of God on your life. So I think another way of looking at it, too, is if you look at the menorah that was in the Holy of Holies, right? Uh, Or in the holy place, excuse me. That was called the holy lamp, right? Mm -hmm. Why was it holy? It was completely consecrated for the service of God. So in other words, you wouldn't just pull that, hey, I need some light in my house tonight, and pull the menorah out of the holy place and put it in your house. It was never used for common use. And when we give our lives to God, we become separated or separated unto him for his use. And so these, this is what he's talking about. But then I said, I said, I said, God is going to begin to distinguish. He's mm-hmm. going to, the blessing mm-hmm. upon the people that are walking this narrow road of being completely his, his blessing is going to become evident. In other words, others are going to see it clearly. And I started saying that out loud. And then what happened? Well, you were saying it. And while you were praying, we were all praying before any, before you said anything, I had actually really felt the spirit of God direct me to Malachi chapter three. And in verse 14, which is, it's interesting, John, it actually opens up with conversations I've had with friends I've, I've heard these conversations. I bet these are conversations that maybe you listening have had with people. And this is what it says in Malachi 3.14. When you said it doesn't pay to serve God, what do we ever get out of it? When we did what he said and went around with long faces serious about the God of the angel armies, what difference did it make? And I've had a lot of people say to me, wait a minute. You know, the more I seem like I'm consecrating my life, the less popular I am. All these other people are popular and influential, and it feels like I'm just walking around like a mourner. You know, are we all on the same page? And it goes, those who take life into their own hands are the lucky ones. They break all the rules and get away anyway. They push God to the limit and get by with it. So That's I a conversation among the holy. As a group of Christians, they're looking at people that are very wicked, and yet they're blessed, their bank accounts are full, things are going well in their life, and here these Christians are going through trials and tribulations, and they're saying, what good is it that we serve God? Because I look at this guy over here, he's wicked, and he's blessed. Yeah, he's and, it's saying, and actually, maybe even that wicked might be an overstatement. It says, take life in their own hands, yeah, yeah. break all the rules, and get away. Anyway, right. Yeah. So then it says, then those whose lives honored God got together and talked it over. God saw what they were doing and listened in. A book was opened in God's presence and minutes were taken 
of the meeting and the names of the God fears written down, all the names of those who honored God's name. And then it goes on to say, God of the angel army said, they're mine, all mine. They'll get special treatment when I go into action. I treat them with the same consideration and kindness that parents give the child who honors them. Stop right there. So the child that honors their parents gets a different treatment a than the cons- child that doesn't yeah. honor their parents. Yeah, special and treatment. And God's saying it's going to be just like that. Go Once ahead. Once more, you'll see the difference. What you just mentioned, distinguishing, you'll see the difference it makes between being a person who does the right thing and one who doesn't, between serving God and not serving him. So I'm saying these things about God says, I'm going to distinguish and my blessing is going to be upon these who have walked the narrow road. In other words, these who have walked the narrow road have gone through a lot of trials, tribulations and all this. Now I'm going to really start And they're thinking it's useless. They've just been grumpy and sad and denied themselves pleasures for no reason. Right. Yeah. If you look at Joseph, Joseph was distinguished by God even in the prison, but he was really distinguished when he was pulled out of the dungeon and he became number two in all of Egypt. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw happening is God's going to start putting, bringing things to pass that people have been believing for for years, that he's spoken to them 10 years ago, 15 years ago. All of a sudden now in 2018, I just saw God just start saying, bam, like Joseph, bam, out of the dungeon in one day. And so Yeah, bam, all the things that you've sown in faithfulness and in secret, all the things that you did when nobody was looking. I feel like this is a word for somebody. All the good things that you did when nobody was looking and nobody was rewarding you and nobody and, and the Holy Spirit told you you don't get to tell anybody. The Holy Spirit said, you just be quiet. This is going to be your season where God is actually going to begin to elevate you for what you did in private is going to actually be known publicly. Not bad things, good things. We believe this is going to be a year. And John, Psalm 6511 was something else you got for this year, which We've had our, our, our staff say this, and this is exactly, it's talking about being a banner year. So what does it say? Psalm 65, verse 11 in the New King James says, you crown the year with your goodness. Yeah, it's not your, our goodness, it's God's goodness. Yeah. And your paths drip with abundance. So remember the path being the road, the highway of holiness. Mm-hmm. God says it's not just going to be abundant, it's going to drip with abundance. It's overflow. Overflow year. I really sensed that. And then what was amazing, you know, God just does all these things. One of our board members looks at us and says, God showed me that 2018 is going to be a banner year. Mm -hmm. So I'm really believing that when we're at the end of this year, we're going to have witnessed heaven manifesting in a very powerful way in the people that have said, I'm yours, I'm consecrated to you. You know, David was consecrated to God. He made big mistakes, but his heart was completely Mm -hmm. consecrated. And so I don't want you sitting there thinking, uh, and and it needs to be repeated, oh gosh, I messed up two months ago. I did this. Listen, is your heart completely consecrated? If it is, you have no desire to sin. You're not going to sit there and say, let's see how much I can get away with because, you know, I'm saved by grace. Push God to the limit. So that's the thing. And then the other other thing that came into my mind is in Ezekiel 44, and I want to encourage everybody that's listening to us to please go and study this out. But God gives a description of a temple that really didn't exist. So a lot of Bible scholars believe this is a prophetic temple, mm. all right? And so he talks about that in this, there would be a certain time in which 
Israel, which would be representative of the church, went astray. People were getting a little loose. And then he said, my ministers, they're going to have two different responses. One group of ministers are kind of kind of follow the people. They're going to become loose in their lifestyle, loose in what they're preaching. God says, yet I'm going to make them ministers in my sanctuary, just gatekeepers. He said, but they won't come near me. But he said, but then there's a group of ministers that when the body... When the church was going a little astray, they kept themselves on the highway of holiness, okay? And he says, these guys are called the Zadok priesthood. And in verse 15, he said this, but when the priests, the Levites, the son of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, in other words, they didn't veer, they shall come near to minister to me, and they shall There's stand before. There's ministering to before. the Lord. There, there, honey, there you there's go, where baby. You <laughs> I didn't even know that. Thanks, <laughs> honey. But anyway, they shall come near me to minister to me. And remember, God said about the other ministers, they won't come near me, but they'll still be gatekeepers. They'll still mm-hmm. keep charge of the sanctuary items. But the ones that get to be real close to my heart are the ones who stayed true on the highway. He said, and those ministers will teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. I believe God is going to distinguish not only his people, but his ministers in this upcoming year. But I love this last verse. It says, and it shall be in regard to their inheritance that I am their, their inheritance. inheritance. My like favorite that child part, I'm thing. glad you read that. You shall give them no possession in Israel, for I am their possession. I'm their inheritance and possession. Yes. Well, wow, I don't know what, what a promise. I don't know what you could ask more for than God being your inheritance and yep. possession. Yep, there's no blessing, no blessing physically that could touch that. Yeah, it's amazing. So in, in closing... We really want you to have an expectation going into this year. Yeah, and and let me just say that you can share this podcast with your friends. Go to iTunes, um, you know, and and rate it. You yeah, know, talk you know about We've it also, so others will we, get the benefit of it. Did you know we also are taking questions now? We want to hear what topics you want yes. addressed. We want you to to and we may not be smart enough to answer them, but if we can, if we can, we're gonna we're gonna try to tackle some of your tough questions. So don't hold back yep. and. We want your ideas. You can send them to messengerinternational.org forward slash podcast. Great. So until next time. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. And be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. Also, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any topics or questions that you'd like for us to address on future episodes, please send those our way at messengerinternational.org forward slash podcast. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time.